Jones. This is your close personal friend, Lou Brutus, rock and roll raconteur, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Not to be confused with Darren McGavin and The Night Stalker, which is something completely different, but if you're really a nerd, you'll check it out because it was awesome TV back in the 1970s. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. If you joined us for our stream uh, Monday afternoon, you saw that we're talking about submarines. Wednesday, while well, it is St. Patrick's Day, is also Submarine Day. And, you know, St. Patty's is an easy way out. And I'm pretty sure I did it a few years ago, too. So, but thank you for those of you who did join us on Twitch, twitch.com slash nightnerdpodcast. Uh, Sterling, my youngest came out and played some games too and uh, it was a lot of fun we had had good times so thank you for everybody that joined but submarines so submarines are interesting in, in video games now the game i played on twitch was the hunt for red october based on the film of the same name we're not going to talk about it we're not going to talk about sequest or das boot or things like that the so, games that are based on movies I want to talk about, you know, games that are on their own and submarine simulations are a big thing. Like it's a, a pretty big genre. There's maybe like 30 games. Uh, one of the most popular franchises is called Silent Hunter and Silent Hunter has been around since 1996 and has actually had uh, five games. To, to its name and they they vary in time and you know each one gets a little bit better a little bit worse a little bit better a little bit worse like a lot of franchises but they're they're really solid so what you do in the game is uh, like like going back to the first one so with you got to take your sub behind enemy lines that's going to be a theme you see a lot in submarines like not just video games but all of it movies tv everything and you have to find enemy ships and destroy them so you have to you know monitor communications and things but you find shipping lanes shipping routes and you you go off that to figure out where they're gonna have uh their their ships and stuff. The most recent one, Silent Hunter Five: Battle of the Atlantic, came out in 2010. And this one, you're uh, in a, a German boat taking on Allied forces around the Atlantic and Mediterranean. So, kind of a little bit, a little bit different. But again, the the same thing. You're going around and taking down other subs now. The Silent Hunter game, what's neat about it is Ubisoft actually took over the franchise back with, um, was it Silent Hunter 2? Yeah, because Silent Hunter, the the first one, the Huntering, was from a company called Strategic Simulations. And then Ubisoft took over with Silent Hunter 2. So it's been, been pretty good. Uh, there's another 
series called Silent Service. And this takes you back to World War II. And in the Pacific during World War II, the United States submarine fleet was called the Silent Service. You know, run run deep and run silent and stuff. Silent Service is notable because it's created by Sid Meier. You know, everybody knows and loves Sid Meier from Civilization and everything. But this was a game he did in 1985 on on PC. And it was popular enough that they brought it to the NES. Actually, Rare and Konami are the ones who brought it to the NES. So, pretty big pedigree behind it. Um, it's It's okay, you know. You got a sequel out of it. And you're, as with all the other ones, you know, you're trying to not move and do a whole lot of stuff so you don't show up on other people's radars and when things show up on your radar you're trying to kill them and and everything and uh just that's the thing about these sub sim games is there's only so much you can do you know like with flight sims you have a bunch of different types of um planes and things you can use but submarines aren't quite there but even Tom Clancy got in on the action. There's a game called Tom Clancy's SSN. And I honestly thought, I was like, why is Tom Clancy's social security number out here? But I'm pretty sure it stands for like sub-simulator. Or I, I, I honestly, I don't know. And in this one, you're on at war against China. Um, that, that's one thing I noticed a lot, and we'll get into a little bit more on Tuesday's show. A lot of submarine stuff is Cold War, like America versus Russia, America versus China, America versus communism. And I think that's an interesting place to put it because submarines were around before that and since then. But thank you, Hunt for Red October, I guess. The last game I want to talk about is a game from 1965 called Periscope. Now, this was an arcade game, like, you know, put in quarters and shoot, and you saw through a Periscope, and there were these cardboard cutouts that, like, floated and moved around at the back, and you fire little colored lights at them to explode them. What's important about this is it was developed by Namco and by Sega, and it was the first arcade game that Masaya... Nakamura ever built who is like the Namco guy so it, it's real important and this game was so popular but so expensive for the longest time it was only at trade shows and stuff because there's this huge three-player cabinet that back in 1965 1966 there just wasn't room to to ship it anywhere uh, but people wanted it. Like just just to put things in perspective, at the Hotel Equipment Exhibition in Paris in October of 1967, they had one of the three-player versions on display, and it made over a hundred dollars in 1967, which is about nine hundred dollars in today's money. Uh, just so just think about that: one arcade making close to a thousand dollars a day. Of course, everybody wanted one of these. So that's kind of when Sega stepped in and made a single-player version that could be shipped all around. And 
It was a huge, huge hit. It was expensive to have, but it made its money back. Everybody, everybody loved it. Uh, and I think that that's important. You know, a while back, I say a while back, it's been a few months ago, we talked about the history of video games and the legacies and things. And Periscope, which way when it first like started being tested and stuff, it's called Torpedo Launcher. But Periscope is so important because it showed that there was demand for these games. Like people wanted to play them. People wanted to do these things and they made money. So I don't know. I, I think that's pretty neat that one of the very first and most important video games is a submarine game. So back in the sixties, again, cold war time submarines, I guess were kind of like the, the cool hip thing and everybody wanted to control them. So, there, there they were, and that's awesome. So there you have it. Like I said, there's all sorts of different submarine games. I mean, there's other games like Subnautica and uh, some, I'm trying to think of some other good ones, like Aquanauts Holiday. There's Dangerous Waters, stuff, stuff like that. There's a whole bevy of submarine games out there. Let me know which one is your favorite. You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Everywhere, just look for The Night Nerd. Except on Twitch, where we're Night Nerd Podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Our outro music is brought to you by The Lumineers. It's a great song. Check them out on Spotify and everywhere. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. I believe submarines Underneath Deep blue sea